1: Hey, everybody, on this week's episode, we are talking Instagram smarts, the book, an absolutely remarkable thing. On Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House, some Halloween horror movies, and finally, a Dungeons and Dragons recap, all on this week's episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. Hello everybody, I'm Travis.
3: Hey everybody, this is Brandon. And, and welcome. welcome. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Welcome to another welcome episode.
3: To the apathetic episode <laughs> apathetic of enthusiasm. Of apathetic enthusiasm.
1: The, I, the podcast uh, where we repeat each other over and over again. <laughs> oh, oh
3: God, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say I am Brandon, and so that's why I said I am Brandon. I wouldn't have said I am Brandon again under normal yeah. circumstances. No,
1: no I, and I would expect you not to with, with the <laughs> high caliber standards that we set for ourselves on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yes. thank you so much for listening thank you for turning, tuning in uh hopefully uh you are enjoying the new sort, semi-format <laughs> uh change uh for the first time in like three years of making making the show
3: yeah uh, <laughs> yeah weird it's weird right uh yeah. so so just for uh it's 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 really it's really weird uh so so last week and i guess maybe not last week but last episode and for probably a couple episodes before uh uh, we were talking just about, you know, for somebody coming in to the episode, if they like skip the show notes, for example, they don't necessarily yeah. know what we're going to be talking about for 45 minutes to an hour. And, and I'll be I'll
1: be real honest. Like, I, n- I never check show notes for podcasts I'm listening to because <laughs> I, I I listen to them in like podcatchers. I'm not like going to websites usually. So, I, yeah, it's if, if, if it doesn't explicitly say it in the title. right? I, i'm just along for the ride
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so uh, case and uh, ex- that's exactly the the point and so uh we we decided we've we've done the cold opens forever and ever and ever and ever and ever it's a staple of the show but it also doesn't actually get after what uh the the whole episode is going to be be about so if you're listening you're like "What are they what are they rambling off towards and so everything seems like just basically like tangents and I think my my video went off. So, um, so we we're we're changing it up. Instead of a cold open, it's a warm open because we will record the intro after
1: the episode. <laughs> it's warm, so so warm. The water's fine. Uh, well, before we get too far into this episode and the, and the various things that that we care kind to of talk about, uh, allow me to get some housekeeping out of the way and remind you how you can get in touch with us. Uh, via social media. So if you happen to still have a Twitter account, you haven't uh, deleted it, uh, head over to appethusiast. Uh, you can follow me at jugglemino and Brandon at stevetheheb. Uh, Facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show if you want to get Facebook updates. And uh, strong, strong plug for our Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, where you will get. Uh, daily no context Rick and Morty posts, um, as well as uh, you can go check out our FaceTime, uh, or not FaceTime ugh, uh, Instagram story uh, featured story. If you go to go to the the site where. Uh, Brandon is highlighting all of his various Rick and Morty merch that he has been accumulating <laughs> over the past few weeks. Uh, highly recommended. That's, that's um, absolutely
3: right. That's absolutely <laughs> uh, right.
1: Uh, if you want to send us an email, apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com, uh, or you can go to our website, apathetic enthusiasm.com, which features this podcast as well as submitted for your uh, approval, a twilight zone podcast, uh, Interventional RSS. Uh, you can get some horror school reviews, And anything else that we put on there, including awesome sliders right on the front page. Um, Awesome awesome sliders, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Finally, uh, last but definitely not least, uh, if you appreciate the things we are doing in the podcasting realm and would like to support this show in a more financial sort of way, head over to patreon.com slash Pod where you can uh, donate to support this podcast. It helps with uh, our hosting fees and things like that. Uh, as well as you can get a few bonus perks, including access to our Discord or some uh, various video versions of episodes, things like that. So, uh, okay, housekeeping complete. Uh, Out of Brandon, the way, Brandon. I think is is updating our Instagram live <laughs> as I go through uh, the social media stuff. So he's he's really getting hard on that Instagram. How how are you feeling about it? Like, are you it's super super uh, hard? Uh, <laughs> you're feeling super hard about the Instagram I'm feeling super hard uh the Instagram
3: thing is 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 weird um because because I got used to the whole Twitter thing um and and now like going to Instagram where you know it's not as unless you have 10,000 followers and you're a verified account uh you, you know you can't put hyperlinks in anything so uh, I've always been Gone about so follow
1: us on Instagram, please. You and ten (laughs) thousand of your friends, please follow. Uh,
3: So I've always gone about uh, social media as a means of podcast promotion and 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 having images to to go with that stuff. But but knowing that the images can't necessarily push people directly to the podcast episode makes it difficult. Uh, We can push them to the website, uh, but we you know you and I both know how we feel generally about the website like it's good but sometimes people may not may not know exactly where to go for for things sure Um, sure
1: well yeah and i i think fundamentally i think the bulk of people that listen to podcasts are not going to websites to catch podcasts they're they're going to a dedicated podcast app or they're using something like spotify where they're already in the app they're already using it for listening to other things and it just it, it makes it makes more sense for them so um yeah, I don't know. I being a sp- specifically audio medium, Instagram doesn't really appeal to to that as much, being that it is mostly focused on video. But I, yeah. I, I think we, I think there are ways, especially through Instagram Stories, or I think we can leverage leverage that tool a little bit more, um, and maybe connect with with listeners a little bit more. So yeah, um, it, and it, 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 go ahead. it uh, And and also,
3: I mean, there there are ways for me to. Get the audio from an episode and put it to an audiogram, and then then put that little clip in there, and then put you know if 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 anything, go to Apple Podcasts and look up apathetic enthusiasm to do to do stuff like that. But it's yeah, still, yeah. but it's still you know, it still forces people to have to do extra work to to yeah. to get there. Whereas like clicking a link is. You know, oh, that's pretty instantaneous. Yeah I, yeah, I think it's 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 ins, it's it's instantaneous on Instagram ins, is what ins, we'd like to be
1: Instagram-taneous. And <laughs> it's also kind of weird because like the bulk of our listeners, the bulk of our followers are know us for Rick and Morty stuff. They know us for international RSS. Yeah. So like apathetic enthusiasm tends to be the overarching like brand that covers all of our endeavors um and and so having it like not specifically related to international rss like it is apathetic underscore enthusiasm um yeah but that is what most of the people are, are coming for is like I, rick and morty stuff so I, I, it's, it's I, weird that and all of your personal friends that you follow on there <laughs> yeah i know and
3: like all the likes we get on there are from my friends because i attached it to my my facebook profile <laughs> um i i I, I have thought about this as far as the Rick Gamorty podcast is. Do you think you know there are there are shortcuts? And there's you know Hootsuite and there's other social media tools. If it's if it's beneficial to start up a, another Instagram specifically for interdimensional RSS, but have that tied to, directly to Apathetic Enthusiasm, if we would get a, a, a larger following that way, because us doing like Apathetic Enthusiasm with a hashtag Rick and Morty is different than Rick and Morty underscore podcast, RSS feed, whatever tagging it with Rick and Morty may be more likely to get searched for.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah.
3: I, I I don't don't know. I I also, I also
1: wonder like we really just, we don't promote that Instagram almost at all over the last nearly 60 episodes of interdimensional RSS. Um, True. Like it, so, so that is something we could do potentially,
3: um, but that's to, that's to for China. people who are listening already, yeah, it's sure yeah, so yeah. it's not it's not capturing people who are out there in the Instagram world who are like, oh, hey, here's a here's a Rick and Morty podcast oh, let's let's see what they're about uh and, and discovering them that way. Like I think any new yeah. listeners to to international RSS are generally either coming from the reddit uh looking for Rick and Morty stuff or maybe
1: Twitter. Maybe.
3: We we don't know how to measure that. Uh yeah. and I don't think any podcaster really knows how to that. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. So
1: we'll we'll continue we'll continue to press on with trying to create content for Instagram. Um I think Instagram is also like a good opportunity for us to kind of just share some more like behind the scenes stuff or stuff that yeah. we're doing that uh maybe influences our podcast but doesn't necessarily tie directly to it. So um all right, enough plug for the Facebook subsidiary that is Instagram. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. What what else is... I mean, I, I have a natural transition uh, from this topic, and that is to talk about a book that I just finished <laughs> that focuses heavily on social media and its impact on culture and individuals and celebrity and all sorts of other things, that plus is, there's that, sci-fi it, and aliens. Uh, so, I mean... That is know. a natural
3: transition. <laughs> Let's... Full disclosure... It, it could have been a natural transition had you not said this is a natural ah. transition.
1: I'm gonna learn that one of these days, Brandon. I'm gonna figure out how to do a natural transition. But yeah, I, I, if if you're not familiar, I'm talking about the book, an absolutely remarkable thing, a novel by Hank Green. Uh, if you don't know who Hank Green is, he's a uh, country
3: music star. Which,
1: no, I want to know. I want to know, Brandon. <laughs> and I, I, we've talked about this book more than one occasion. I think yes. I've even explained who Hank Green is. Do you know? Who Hank Green is.
3: I don't I still don't know who <laughs> Hank Green is No, Uh I'll I'll look him up while you're talking about Hank Green.
1: Uh okay, so Hank Green is one of the vlog brothers. one of the uh I do not I don't I don't like to use patriarchy. Uh he look, patriarchy. He looks, nice. <laughs> he looks nice. He, he looks nice. He looks kinda like you, doesn't he? He does look a lot like <laughs> me. That's that's weird. Uh no, him and his brother John Green started um the vlog brothers channel on YouTube. Uh, Right around the time YouTube sort of got started, uh, their entire premise for that channel was to make uh, short videos as a way to talk to each other. Uh, So one video would be of Hank talking to John, and then the next video on their channel would be John replying to Hank. Um, And over the years, um, that has grown, they've a set of rules where you can only, like, each video can only be like four minutes unless it meets certain criteria. Um, but it's, they all usually start with like, good morning, Hank, good morning, John. And then they kind of talk about whatever they're talking about. Uh, and from that, they have developed a huge following. Um, they have, uh, gone on to other projects. Hank does, uh, shows like SciShow and, um, some other like educational type he actually started a company that does educational videos on YouTube um, he also is the founder of VidCon uh, so he's like he is deeply ingrained in YouTube culture and just like online you know internet celebrity type culture yeah. um, and so and so his brother John uh, is also an author. Uh, he's written many books, including Paper Towns. Uh, turtles All the Way Down is the most recent one. He wrote. Um, he the he wrote Nard- Watership Down? No, the Turtles <laughs> All the Way Down. Oh, okay.
3: Um, Sequel, but with Turtles. He wrote, instead uh, of I think rabbits. The Fault in
1: Our Stars is probably the biggest uh, book that he's written. Um, the, the movie had uh, Shailene Woodley, Michael Sarah. No, I don't know. I don't think Michael Cera was in that movie. It's it's the oh, dude that was also in.
3: Uh, I'm thinking of a, a whatever's endless playlist or whatever. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, what's what's the movie uh, with the drummer? The oh kid yeah, that, uh, drumline. Whiplash. Whiplash. <laughs>
3: drumline with uh, it was is uh, uh not Matt Castle? Um, Nick, <laughs> Cannon. Nick Cannon.
1: Nick Cannon. Mariah Carey's hubby. Yeah. Um, uh, formerly, I think. I don't know if. There's <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not I really do keep weekly. up with that stuff. Uh, um. Anyway, so so John Green writes a ton of books, but this is this is Hank Green's first novel. Um, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, uh it's it's called an absolutely remarkable thing. Uh, basic premise is a girl named oh, what is her name? April May. I just I read like the whole book and. Uh, I can't. This is how hey, bad I am with names. And it's,
3: not, and it's not a short book, so like you couldn't have just been like, ah, it's.
1: There were pages. many pages. It is. Her name is April May, uh, but she is a <laughs> she is a designer. Um, she uh, so like right right there. I'm like, okay, cool. She she her job is the thing that I got a degree in. Cool, that's fun. Uh, and then um, she discovers this uh, statue in New York City. Uh, and gets her friend who does uh, a podcast and is also like into like Twitch streaming to come down at like three in the morning to shoot a quick video that they can post on YouTube about this cool art installation that they discovered uh, on a street in New York City. Uh, they make the video, it, it goes up online. She goes to bed, and when she wakes up, all of a sudden she is immediately. Um, an internet celebrity because uh, what she didn't know when they made the video is 30 of these same 10 foot tall robotic statues appeared in major cities all over the world uh, and nobody knows why they're there or can explain what happened and her video is one of the first ones that went online sort of establishing information about them. Uh, it's, it's a really cool sci-fi story because it ends up dealing with aliens and dreams and all kinds of like really cool stuff um but the underlying tone throughout the book is also about internet stardom and fame and celebrity uh because she goes from not even having an active like twitter or facebook uh profile to suddenly like living her whole life for the followers on twitter and Um, She's going on like news programs all the time and doing all this stuff and and how that celebrity sort of impacts her as a person um, and also how she begins like craving that that sort of feedback. And so I related to it in some ways being a guy that's podcasted for a little while and uh, has had several conversations with his co-host about uh, things like that's you, Brandon, uh, things like Internet celebrity and sort of the, how le- social levels, media works levels of, and all
3: le- levels of, of, of fame,
1: levels of fame. There's, there's literally a, it's not a chart, but it is like a couple page description about levels of fame in the book, which I think is really, yeah. um, it's really interesting and, and yeah, explains be, things really well
3: it, it, because, uh, because you and I, when we first started this whole podcasting adventure, we, we talked about trying to get, uh, like before we before we were in it, even out of like the first six months or something like that, and we went to our first uh amazing Comic Con, and yeah, it
1: wasn't amazing. Yeah, you're right.
3: And and we were we were just there, and we were trying to, we were just so nervous to talk to cosplayers uh like like Megan uh, uh, or um just or even the guy walking around with the Elmo puppet right (laughs) just like just so nervous and and, uh, full full lets you know like i still get nervous talking to people but uh just being like oh god there's there's so much more popular or or famous than us um and in in those initial kind of talks we always said to each other well there's like there's there's like stepping stones or like levels of of fame like a, a fame ladder and and when we started we were like
1: Bottom rung, bottom <laughs> all the way down at the bottom. Yeah.
3: Bottom rung, and the thing is, like you you meet people who are like slightly higher rung than you, and then you are then on. Maybe you're not like as famous or as popular as that that rung, but you associate with them, and then that rung keeps going. Yeah, and it's, like and it's, it's it's, a, and it's not and it's, it feels like kind of like a fake sounding thing when you, when you say it out loud uh and 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 maybe it is and I and I I feel weird saying it out loud especially on this podcast which we've never talked about before
1: yeah it's it's something is it was a it was like a revelation to us in this process because you know we were new to podcasting new to attending events and like trying to figure out how to cover them as press and see like what um what access we had to certain individuals and like what what were the norms in that situation like could we just walk up to certain guests and be like hey can we get an interview can we like talk Or like how does that work like we didn't we didn't go to journalism school we didn't do any of this stuff so we're just kind of learning on the fly yeah. and so one of those things that happened naturally is we would meet people like associated with the event or you know that that worked through a certain thing and we'd like get to know them and um some people were like super nice like most people were super nice, but they were like really accommodating and like, hey, like let me like help you talk to this person or let me like, oh, I kn- like oh, I know this guy. He'd he'd probably really like to do an interview. Like let let me get put you two together, right? And so that that person that's helping us typically is a little bit higher on that ladder than us. They have a little bit more clout, a little more expertise, a little bit more time in the business, things they, like that. They
3: have they have those relationships built already,
1: and so what ends up happening is like they kind of help lift you up to that next rung like and allow and and what we discovered is some people on that rung above you like are are more than willing to help and help kind of bring other people up and then there's other people that are on rungs above you that are really focused on the rungs above above them and 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 continuing to move up that ladder and so and that and that was really what stood out to us is some people like were less interested in you know associating or helping us because they weren't focused on bringing other people up they were doing their own job and trying to hustle to get their access to that next level. Um, and, and maybe that's, I mean, let's, let's be a hundred percent honest. The entertainment industry is not known for being a lovey dovey, <laughs> a beacon you know, collective of kindness of, yeah, and, and hope and, and, and caring and sharing. So, um, and, and that is all to say, like, we have have really not experienced anything incredibly negative or or like, and for the most part, all of the all the people that we've met through the process of of doing this weird podcasting hobby uh, have been really great. Yeah. But we still would consider ourselves to be pretty low bottom, uh, on bottom, whatever
3: bottom tier still.
1: Yeah. Like if <laughs> and so and so having those conversations between the two of us, uh, I found it really interesting when I was reading this book to look at The. And and I could call it April May's uh, tears, April May's theory of tear fame, Uh, (laughs) but looking at it through the lens that like this was written by Hank Green, and as a person that went from having zero you know fame or stardom to being one of the the biggest names on YouTube, uh, like it's really interesting for me to think about how he has experienced this firsthand. Um, kind of moving through these tiers. And so like really briefly, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the first tier is popularity, which basically boils down to being like a big deal at your high school or your neighborhood. Uh, But most people outside of like your hometown probably don't really know who you are. Uh, The second tier is notoriety. Uh, You're recognized and are well known within certain circles. Um, You, (laughs) you might be one of the 1.1 million living people who have a Wikipedia page. (laughs) <laughs> Which makes me think, Brandon, we should make our own Wikipedia we, we pages, could totally so have... <laughs> we could we could jump into tier two right away.
3: Um, uh, if if anyone's listening, feel free to throw a <laughs> wiki page up for us.
1: <laughs> so so tier three is is working class fame. Um, a lot of people know who you are, and they're distributed around the world. There's a good chance that a stranger will approach you to say hi to grocery store. Uh, you may be a professional sports player, musician, actor, author, television host, or internet personality. Uh, you might still have to hustle to make a living, but your fame is your job. You probably trend on Twitter if you die. Um, which, if you read the about the author, or no, I think it's in his acknowledgments at the end. Uh, Hank Green refers to himself as being a tier three famous, uh, as far as uh, working class famous, right? Uh, the, a couple... the the two other tiers are true fame. You get recognized by fans enough that it's a legitimate burden. People take pictures of you without permission. Da, 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 da. Um, you never have to worry about money again, but you do need a gate with an intercom on your driveway. So like, these are like movie stars, things like that. Right. Um, or like major, like political people, stuff like that. So uh, tier five is divinity. Uh, you are known by every person in your world. You are such a big deal that they no longer consider you a person. Uh, Your story is much larger than can be contained within a human lifetime, Uh, and typically you are not currently alive uh, at that (laughs) tier of fame. Um, So I, not pushing for for tier five, that's for sure. Uh, (laughs) But it is it is interesting to think about those categories, um, and think about I don't know, like when you're in high school and like the popular people in high school, like everybody in high school knew who such and such was or something like that, and then like you get out of high school and you grow up and your world expands and you're like, what was that guy's name in high school again? (laughs) Like, um, yeah. And, and yeah. And so then it's not always up to you, which tier you fall in. Some people work really hard, uh, to move up through those tiers and other people, um, sort of fall into it through, uh, choices they've made or choices other people have made or things like that. But,
3: or, or happy uh, accidents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, but the other really interesting thing about fame that's highlighted in the book that I I never really thought of in this context is um, the main characters talking about how fame affects sort of how you view yourself and or or and, and really how uh, other people view you like um, when when you're tier one famous or not famous at all. And you look in the mirror, like, you know what you see and typically, you know what other people see and you don't have any expectations that anyone that you're going to run across uh, during a given day, like are going to have like a preconceived notion about who you are or like you're going to get any particular attention. But as you develop fame, Then suddenly you don't know what you look like to other people. Someone that may be a huge fan of yours sees you and freaks out and is super excited. Someone that maybe is like a huge critic of yours sees you and thinks you're awful and you're terrible and and like immediately hates you on site. Some people are maybe indifferent. And so every interaction you have with a person you don't know going into it like how what their opinion is of you, but as you move up that those tiers of fame, like everyone has an opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, one way or the other.
3: You 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 uh you lose more and more the ability to keep sight of what people might of, of what you think people might think of you because because there's so many people to keep track of and 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 so many different opinions. Uh, yeah, I I think I think about a a micro level portion of that even beyond Mm -hmm. even beyond the fame uh like when you when you work someplace and you work there for a long time and you've been at the same job for uh anywhere from 10 to 17 years (laughs) and (laughs) and people start looking at you like you you think like i I don't know what people see in me but yet the people who either work with you work for you or work above you or like oh, this guy's got it together. This guy has something unique. He has spe- something special, and and you or step. This
1: guy's a total dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's terrible. Why haven't we fired him already?
3: Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and you you step back and you're like, oh, how do I don't know? I didn't know people saw me like that. And that's and that's a very you know micro twenty person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I when I was uh, when I was. Gone from here in Florida, and I was at my school, and then I ended up, you know, the the class was three hundred folks or so. I got an award for, uh, you know, academic achievement or, or something like that, whatever it was, it was called. And, uh, you know, I go up in, in in front, and then I accept my award and I walk off the stage, and then after after the the ceremony, and I'm just like walking past these people in the hallway, then uh, it, like. I'm like, oh, there's there's so many people, and I think that that that's kind of the the problem. Like even at Comic Con, uh, like I can be up in front of a lot of people, that's fine, but then
1: that, but then you come off the stage and you're amongst them again,
3: <laughs> right? Right, and I, and there's I'm overwhelmed by how many different opinions in so many different directions I could have shaped people. And right. and that's yeah. that's kind of frightening to me because I I don't I don't know I can't I can't read that many people all at once
1: yeah and that's that's where I wonder like if that's I think we're still low enough on our tiers of fame right to like still ha- have that like self doubt and like that level of like you know caring what everybody else thinks and and maybe that's why like celebrities especially in like you know, Hollywood or whatever start to get maybe a bad reputation about like not being like, and obviously there are exceptions to this rule, uh, as far as like not being caring or not being sensitive to like fans and things like that. But at the same time, like if you care too much about what people think of you when you're doing something, like it can eat you up. Right. So like, I don't know if there's like some people maybe just shut that out and they're like, all right, like, I'm just going to do what. How how I think it is, how, what I think is right, and then um, if people like that, great. And if they don't, well, uh, I I don't have time to worry about that group, yeah. like I because it'll just destroy me. So
3: yeah, right, right. And, and I I think the other thing too is I I know I th- I'm pretty sure you have similar feelings ab- about this as me, like when you see uh somebody we consider. Famous or at least famous in in, in our circles, we are hesitant to want to like shower them with a with like fan attention. Like for me, I really don't want to be like, like my mom, if she sees somebody famous, she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like she was on the freeway in L.A. and she saw some like plastic surgery doctor that she recognized from (laughs) from like the learning channel and she's like hey dr facelift or whatever his name is like on the freeway she's like out the window like hey hey right Like, i i'm not like that i i want like if i interact with a celebrity i don't want to treat them like they're different i want to treat them like another another person uh, and right, and yeah. I think Harmon mentions this a couple of times on either Harmontown or other places where he, he mentions, you know, people in, in Hollywood, uh, people who are fans, sometimes they treat you like a ghost because, like, they know you're there, but they also don't want to acknowledge you that you're there. Right. Yeah. Like, they they kind of, like, skirt the the fandom, but you, you can yeah. still see their eyes on you. Yeah. that that aspect of it like
1: and 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 within this book not to give too much more away like april is catapulted through nearly every level of 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 uh popularity or, or celebrity uh over the course of this book so um it is really interesting to see like from that perspective how uh how different that can feel and how like constantly cognizant she has to be and you know, like how it really has to change like her behavior and 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 how she kind of goes about day-to-day life and also there'd be aliens in this book and it's 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 a cool sci-fi story there's there's like the fact that Hank Green has like a science background and stuff like that like the the scientific type stuff that he brings into the book as well is like kind of cool and there's all kinds of really like neat stuff to nerd out about um so anyway that's that, that is my uh, abbreviated book review on this. I highly recommend it uh, if, you're, if you're the type that likes reading. Uh, and if you don't like reading, I don't know, get an audio book or something, but, but definitely check it out. Because um, I thought the book was a lot of fun. I, I read it a little bit too quickly, and now I'm in the mode where I'm trying to get other people to read it so that I can discuss it with them. So if you have read it, <laughs> if you have read it, head over to uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Uh, I'm at Jugglemino, and, uh, and let me know so that, so we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, um, let me know what you thought about
3: it. And and Hank Green's at Hank Green if you were if you're wondering on Twitter where where he's at.
1: Yeah, so original. Uh, Hank.
3: Uh, if if you gave if you gave this book a few stars, Travis, how many uh, out of out of whatever rating you you prefer?
1: Uh, I would. I mean,
3: you pick the rating system.
1: Five stars out of five, I guess. Okay. Wow. Um, wow, that's pretty good. So I mean, like this this book. Has a lot of really neat stuff to say, and it was a fun story. Um, it leaves out, it leaves open the possibility for a sequel or a series potentially, which I would love because um, I think there's a lot of other things where the, that they could do uh, in this process. Um, but it's, uh, it's I, I had to do like some real, like I've always, I, always for a really long time, I've claimed Ender's Game was my favorite like book my favorite piece of fiction uh and like this this challenged it in in several ways um and i don't know i'm not like the most avid reader i've i've been reading a lot more lately than i than i have uh in a long time but it's uh i don't know it was really good i really enjoyed it so
3: all right yeah that that's that's awesome man thanks yeah i i don't know if I'll i'll get a chance to read it um
1: all right. Well, you've allowed in, me in, in, you've you've humored me to talk about it enough. So <laughs> if I if I haven't convinced you at this point, then I'll hope as long.
3: You, ha- you haven't not convinced me. Uh you what the last thing I'll say about the that book is what's interesting uh is I was going to ask this question, but I don't think I need to a- ask a question. And the question is which part of the book did you enjoy most? And 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 to me, and and maybe this is wrong, but you 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 kind of gloss over the sci-fi aspects of it. Probably yeah, well, and because I, it's the the fame portion is or maybe not the fame portion, but like that aspect of the story maybe is more interesting or maybe you relate to it more.
1: So I'm doing this weird thing too where like I don't want to spoil too much about this book because um, one of my favorite things about it were when certain things happened, and I like was like, "Whoa, okay, that is really cool." But like, uh, so if 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 you don't care about spoilers, I guess like uh, I, I'm not gonna spoil. I'm not gonna spoil everything, but like this I, art I, installation I don't, that she I finds. Don't, I don't
3: want to. I don't want you to spoil it.
1: Okay. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm the okay. sci-fi aspects are really cool, and like, there's a there's a there's a there's a shared dream experience that happens uh, throughout the course of the book, where where portion of the population starts having the same dream every night um and they start having to work together to um to sort of solve puzzles and things like that so like it it hits all the all the right notes for me as far as like dealing with internet fame uh dealing with puzzle solving aliens uh escape rooms uh uh, uh, lost season two lost season two um there's uh but (laughs) like i mean there's there's these people are like normal people that like the one guy was podcasting and doing twitch streams and he had a very meager following and then all of a sudden they discover this alien stuff and then they're like super popular they're 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 celebrities. It's like so, April
3: Fool's episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so putting myself in that position, but then um, there are just some really cool twists and turns, and um, and in the end, uh, it, it becomes a very epic story. And there's and there is like there's hope kind of baked into it, and then there's also like commentary on just society and sort of the things that that aren't always the best side of society and um so there's just a lot of really cool stuff baked into it and uh and and I I had a hard time putting it down okay all right
3: well it it, it sounds good I'm interested I probably won't read it but I don't want you to spoil it so you know I'm good. I'm very I'm very torn. That's the
1: first time I think I've ever heard you say not to spoil something, well, it's not for me, it's for anyway, listening, <laughs> okay, so like in a week or a month when you've finally decided whether or not you're like really not good like just not on the podcast, like I'll just tell you everything
3: Be- that happened. because I feel like uh people who are listening are more likely to go out and 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 pick it up and, and want to read it uh yeah. and and maybe our our, our avid readers. And they are like they're chomping at the bit. They're like, oh, I'm already looking at Amazon. They've
1: they've already stopped this podcast, and they've <laughs> they've gone out to their local yeah, brick and mortar store to buy a book.
3: Brick and Morty. Um, that or
1: they that or they've downloaded it on their Kindle and they're listening to
3: it all the time. Um. Well, so you you read uh, a book. Um. I, on the other hand uh, was watching a show that's on Netflix, uh, right? Currently, currently it it just, it just came out, uh, a couple, maybe a week or two ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. a little, little while ago. Anyways, it's a little show called the haunting of Hill house, which is a remake of, uh, the haunting, which is itself a remake of another movie from the fifties, which is a, an adaptation of a book by Shirley Jackson. Uh, so, so derivative <laughs> it, it is um it, it's kind of like the thing that i mentioned on uh international rss the other day like uh the thing which is a remake of Think from another planet okay anyways um anyway uh so it it, it stars uh michael uh huseman carlo giugino uh henry thomas and a few other folks um and and it's a it's a ten part series on Netflix right now. It's a it's a scary ass uh, show. Um, I I am not a I don't get scared that often any anymore in in horror. Uh, but there were very there were definitely some moments throughout the ten part series that are super creepy and very very effective. And. And what makes the the show effective is uh, the excellent direction and cinematography. Direction by Mike Flanagan, who has directed a, a few different things. Most recently, uh, Gerald's Game, which is another movie that's on Netflix and a Stephen King adaptation. Um, and uh, so the the story is essentially uh, it, it takes place in the past, in like the early '80s, uh, with a family of seven uh the father and the mother uh the mother played by carlo giugino and uh they're fa- five kids uh the old an oldest son a daughter uh two two daughters and then uh, two twin or t- twins uh, a, a little boy with super cute glasses and, and a little <laughs> girl so three daughters total um and uh so it tells a story from the past of of this family being haunted at this house and then it, it also shows is it the Hill House. It is. It is Hill House. And it also takes place in the present with now the the kids all grown up and the father, uh, the mother is out of the picture. And so the series leads from uh it, it basically the the present portion of the, the series all takes place in like oh, like a like a month or two and it it culminates in, into the obviously the end of the uh the series but it's it it's a horror film or a horror series the best one of the best horror series i've i've seen personally uh but be, it's so effective because it doesn't just emphasize the horror portions of it like it's essentially at its core a family drama uh family drama about uh parent being a parent being siblings, it's it's phenomenal. And I, I can't mm. emphasize just how much I really, really enjoyed the hell out of it. The the hell house of it. <laughs> ah, got
1: ah. it, got it. Like th- <sighs> see, you're doing a great job, Brandon, because <laughs> like we don't watch a ton of horror in my house, in in my hill house. And uh But to me, you're, like, you're emphasizing all the things that I really appreciate about, like, movies and series, like, in general, as far as, like, quality directing and cinematography, like, which I feel is necessary for any super effective horror film anyway. Um, But then also, like, genuine substance in a story that, you know, like, a series that tells, like, an interesting story or a story that, that really draws you in and you can um maybe either empathize with the characters or 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 um just really get invested in in their lives or things like that and then you kind of like add that that top layer of like it's one of the scariest things you've seen recently and i'm like wow that's that is that is quite the force um
3: yeah and 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 and, and
1: also something that i i want to look at i would (laughs) i would like to watch uh not sure how well it would go over it's
3: it's you know uh um sheena likes the the this is us does she like that that show she
1: she is literally watching (laughs) this is us right now as we record this
3: In, in, in in a way i would say uh the haunting of hill house is like the this is us of of horror shows in, wow! In, in, in,
1: in a way high praise. I, I, I ha- right? I have,
3: I'll have to confirm that with with Chelsea, but <laughs> it, 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 to me, that, that's that's kind of that's kind of how it is. Uh, and the, and the scares are are really good because they're not like they're not jump scares. There are a few, mm. but they're used sparingly. So like the 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 scares that you get uh, is just this this sense of of unease and the sense of kind of uh, uh, dread that that, yeah. that permeates the like the background of scenes like it's yeah like you know that there's yeah. something a little off about the house or um or the uh, these these kids experiences but mm. very rarely is it like
1: oh, oh hey jump out at you yeah uh like so some- i feel like that's i feel like that element like the jump scare sort of thing typically tends to be the thing that that throws me the most um for ho- like horror like I, that's that's the thing i'm usually not most interested in but a general sort of like creepiness or uneasiness or things like that um i i'm typically like yeah okay like that's fine like it's yeah uh, I, i'm used to it in my day-to-day life anyway yeah uh, so there, there, um like there, yeah there, there's, I, I don't know there's,
3: like there, there's peace there's uh this isn't spoiling anything but like there there are scenes where it might be just a conversation between uh um. Uh, a brother and a a sister, right? And like in, in the past, in in the eighties, and it might be just be them talking to each other or, 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 uh, the mom talking to one of the kids and she'll be talking to the kid. And it's like a kind of like a, like a fairly mundane conversation, but in the background, you might see like a face in the reflection, uh, in, in a cabinet and Mm -hmm. that face doesn't belong there. And it's, it's not like a noticeable thing, uh, I would every every time it happened, I'd say to Chelsea, "Like, did you did you see that? Did you see that?" She's like, "See what?" And I'm like, "All right, here <laughs> attention re- to detail. Re- 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 Come on, pay re- attention. Re- rewind it." And it's such a subtle thing, uh, that it's it's there. It's it's so subtle that like subconsciously, I think that everyone knows something is there, but because something's staring at them, right?
2: Yeah, like you know yeah.
3: something's looking at you, and that that's creepy in itself. So. Um, now, uh, change the subject just a little bit. Uh, there's an episode, episode six, a lot of people say episode five, the, the end of episode five is, is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Chelsea and I both saw, saw what was going on, uh, that entire episode. So we mm-hmm. weren't as wowed by episode five, episode six. If you get to episode six, anyone who's listening, please, please. If you don't even watch any other episode, watch episode six because it is a uh, effing masterclass in storytelling and uh, craft. Because there are like, there's about a 20 minute, 20, 20 minute, like single shot of uh, uh, where uh, the family is in the present and they're in kind of like a uh, funeral home and it's storming. And it's a single shot of all these people interacting, all the actors interacting. They have to, there's, a, there's a featurette out on, uh, on YouTube about this episode, about how much work. They had to do all the lighting cues. They had to do all the acting cues, uh, camera work cues, because it's a, it's a haunted house, man. And there's, there's lightning going off too. It's just, it's fucking brilliant. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I highly recommend it.
1: Ah, all right. Maybe, maybe I'll have to check it out or, or maybe I'll, I'll not, um, in, in seeing as it is, is the season of, of creeps, uh, Halloween is, is a week away. Um, oh, yeah. uh, I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot here and, and ask, um, because, I don't know. I don't. Know. It is like I was. I was looking for like really mild, like creepy type movies to watch with my kids. Um, I, it, that usually ends up being like Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas type stuff. Um, uh, but uh, you know, you, some people are maybe getting into the mood to watch some some horror films uh, this week. Uh, so I'm gonna put you on the spot, like recent like last couple years horror movie that you've watched that really stood out to you um if somebody's wanting to watch something like really current uh what's something that you would recommend they check
3: oh that that is that is that is on the spot i wouldn't recommend uh april or not april fool's day uh i i'll say uh uh, okay first let me get two thoughts let me start with one thought and i'll go to the other thought (laughs) um truth or dare is is not a great movie <laughs> uh, the Bloom the Bloomhouse one. By the way, there's a Truth or Dare movie that came out a year before, uh, which is on Netflix. That is not the same movie as the movie that was in the theaters uh, this this past summer. Uh, okay, with that out of the way, uh, I like Happy Death Day. A lot of people don't necessarily like that. Another Bloomhouse movie, coincidentally. Right. By the way, the Purge movies are also Bloomhouse. He does a lot of things. Uh, that's a that's a <laughs> different very
1: very busy very busy. That
3: permission. is a that is a different topic. About the Blumhouse uh, strategy of of movie making, uh, yes. basically shotgun whatever works works uh, and whatever doesn't doesn't make that much money, so they just yeah. bank. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, recent movies, I would say Upgrade. I really liked Upgrade. It's not maybe a, it's not a pure horror uh, film. Yeah. It's more along the lines of like a a body. Horror thriller ish. Okay. Um, but I would say I really, I really, really like that. Coincidentally, I don't know if this coincidentally is the right word. Uh, the the Venom movie, uh, people say Upgrade is basically a better version of the Venom movie.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
3: right. And and it looks like Thomas Hardy looks like the main actor from <laughs> uh, Upgrade. So
1: uh, all right. So to shift gears, then. Yeah uh In terms of classic horror or like stuff that came out decades before either of us were born <laughs> what is if somebody's feeling really nostalgic and wants to to watch a watch something uh, oh. something a little bit older what what is something that you like to revisit uh, in, in, <laughs> in weeks such as these in weeks such
3: as these um so it didn't come out decades before I was born uh but I am always. Uh, particular to the Nightmare on Elm Street series up until episode uh, episode three, huh, Revenge <laughs> of the Krueger. Um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, up till Dream Warriors is 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 really good, and then uh, this Exorcist is uh, it's it's my go to. Um, I really enjoy that one. The uh, the the Omen series that that that's good. Uh, some tales from the crypt if you are don't want to be totally scared also <laughs> didn't come out well technically i i think i can call i can count that one because the the uh, the, the ec comics were decades before i was born there you go yeah, uh, so I can I can, I can I can count the yeah um uh, but the my go-to halloween movie nowadays tradition is the um trick or treat trick or treat right. film series yeah every year that that's the one i need to watch and that reminds me i need to
1: <laughs> put that on my cue well that was a weird like sound that happened when you said cue, cue. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> uh, uh, by the way
3: black dynamite is still hilarious uh, that's an aside i just rewatched it
1: <laughs> okay all right uh and then um obviously check out all of uh, the Disney Channel original movies, <laughs> uh, Halloween Town, uh, yeah. Escape from, you know, all of that stuff. If you're, are you afraid of the uh, dark? A, a, it, <laughs> a giant, if, giant wuss. For, and don't want to be scared. At
3: for, all. for, for, uh, uh, here here's, here's the thing. Uh, there's a show on Netflix. It's more towards the uh, tweenish crowd, and it's like kind of an "Are you afraid of the dark?" Um, series. You know, for like the middle-aged youth. Mm-hmm. Called, I think it's those called YA. Those YA kids. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Creepy Town. I th- I okay. think that, uh, Creepy Town or, or Creep Town. Anyways, it's on Netflix. Uh, my 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 kid watches that a lot, and uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Your um, kid watches it.
1: He's he's definitely in that that young. <laughs> At Y is it just called Creep?
3: Creepy. Uh no, it's not it's not just called Creep. That's one of the Deplast brothers.
1: Creepy Town.
3: Yeah. Yeah, oh. uh, man, I had to <sighs> had to find it. Oh boy. Mm. Creepy Creepy Town. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if it matters that much. It's on it's just on it's on Netflix. Look up Creepy and I'm sure I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll come right up if you have it. I'm kids sure it'll that, come up. Sure know, it'll come up. Um yeah. but yeah, that that's that's it with that.
1: All right, cool. Uh, um well, uh thank you. Thank you for humoring my my uh, completely impromptu <laughs> if you, uh, survey. If you
3: had to watch a if you had to watch a, a horror film for Halloween, what would it be? Turn turn the tables on you.
1: So, I um uh the last time I was in the theaters, I saw a trailer for the new uh Halloween uh movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh um and that got me really wanting to revisit the original halloween um uh when i took like films courses in high school um th- we did like an in-depth study on uh on halloween and also um the shining yeah
2: uh oh, that's a great one
1: i have i have been having an itch to revisit uh both of those films actually um so it's it's possible i might do that um, the, the, the scene in ready player one where they, uh, yeah. visit the shining. Um, I think that was the, the starting point where I was like, I need to, I need to go watch that movie again. Um, so yeah, probably, probably one of those. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks. That that's, that's really good. Uh, the shining
3: is, uh, I think we talked about it before, uh, I don't think I appreciate it when I was younger and now I see it for the genius that it is. Uh, speaking uh, of speaking of seeing things as as <laughs> as I'm older and seeing for the <laughs> genius that it is, uh, this is a, a new segment for apathetic enthusiasm. I think
1: perhaps, potentially reoccurring segment.
3: Yeah, perhaps the first reoccurring segment we've actually had more than once, other than Oscar and Emmy. Uh, e three. Yeah we we've, we've had
1: our we've had our E three award show. And our Oscar recap shows, or whatever our Oscar events—that's
3: right. We we have we um, have we have re- re- reoccurring events, but we don't have reoccurring segments. And yeah, that's true. And one of the things is uh, that we we have a reason to have a reoccurring segment now because we play this game once a week normally now. Yeah, and it's 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 us it's us playing D and D. It's the D and D recurring segment of apathetic yeah. enthusiasm.
1: We should just call it the D D noob segment because that is what we call yeah. our game. D noobs. Uh, that's D and D noobs. Uh, for for those of you that are not aware, maybe Welcome this is your first time. Welcome
3: to the D noobs.
1: <laughs> there you
3: go. Is that that's that's not even like that's not even like fantasy esque music. <laughs> no.
1: Welcome to we, the D noobs. We need to get D&D you noobs. like a like a little uh, like a what, what are those old oh, like, guitar guitar. A lute that's that is the instrument I was thinking of we need to get you a lute uh and you can write a little minstrel song for for the for the intro um but yeah so
3: takes us the dungeon
1: I'm still shocked that you did not roll like, a, a minstrel or something. a bard yeah uh. Um, anyway, so Brandon and I, uh, kept hearing things about D and D and we're intrigued. So we convinced two of our friends, John and Kevin to, um, play along and we are all sort of spread out across the country. So we play online, um, usually using a website to talk to each other and then, uh, sites like world 20 to sometimes, uh, use interactive maps, stuff like that. Uh, not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, anyway, we uh, yeah we've been playing for a little while. I am our resident dungeon master, uh, learning as we go uh, through the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Fifth Edition starter set, um, and we are about halfway through that campaign. We're, we're
3: halfway through already. Uh, I, I we're pretty yeah really okay. Um, well, yeah. uh, let, uh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna talk about uh, that campaign any further than the, the future. Uh, so, for those who are, are listening, who are still interested in what we're, we're saying about this in our D anD D noobs you. recap, thank you. Uh, here's here's the here's the background. Uh, my character Healy Dan is a Tiefling cleric, and I was hired by some random dwarf that I forget because I didn't write his name down.
1: Gundren Rockseeker.
3: Gundren Rockseeker. Uh, I'm on. Uh, we, we we me. A guy I know from my church uh, who is Lucius something, who's a Mimic. rogue, who's a human rogue? Is he human rogue? He
1: is human. He is human.
3: Human rogue and a, a new friend of, of ours that we made, uh, a a dwarf named biwak Dwar- uh, Norseman.
1: Dwarfman. Dwarfman. He's, <laughs> he's a dwarf named biwak <laughs> Dwarfman. He is a dwarven fighter. Yes, <laughs> uh, with a sordid past of his own. Um, yeah, and you guys, we were we were, uh, we were
3: ambushed uh, by some some goblins. We went into the goblins' cave. We found some some guys, and we went into the town. And we, we I tried to hit on people, and then they uh, they
1: <laughs> and you had unsuccessful rolls, and t- they, they turned me down. They 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 they, they 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 turned you down many times.
3: Uh, and it and it uh, the the story led us to a. Kind of a mansion where there was a um uh, there's like a, a band of ne'er do wells neer do the the, uh... the, the the red brands, and it led us in down there. I played with some skeletons, threw one in a pit <laughs> uh, we found a wizard, and then we interrogated the wizard, I made him pee his pants <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, and then Lucius uh cut off his head after I hit him in the the face with a mace and then this brings us to the last session. Now, <laughs> now there's a, lot of, there's, not, there's a lot of stuff that goes into these sessions, and, and I think that's what's most interesting to me, because I was trying to tell Chelsea about our adventures while I was giving the kid a bath.
1: How many eye rolls did you get? Because every time I try to mention something to <laughs> Sheena, it's just like, oh, you are clearly disinterested. This is just a thing for me and my friends. I was, I try-
3: gotcha. I was trying to tell her how funny it was interacting with Yarno, the wizard, and just... And that whole exchange between us, of like, uh, here's here's a situation with Yarno. There's a wizard. He's like the head of these red brands. He's ne'er-do-wells. and we find a secret passage. And Biewak, dwarfman, like reaches in and he tries to sneak this uh his this this wizard's staff, and he he messes up and he hits the chair and so the the wizard tries to get out and uh, uh lucius shoots a bow at the door his crossbow at the door to try to close the door and it's a bow so it doesn't do anything and then and then i'm like i, I want the door to shut too so so i throw my mace at the door <laughs> and and fail that and then, and
1: then uh, which which i want to add <laughs> you have continually been trying to use your mace as a throwing weapon uh <laughs> instead of actually hitting people even when they're right in front of you you still attempt <laughs> to throw it at them
3: uh and then Biawak grapples them. um and then uh, ba- uh the the beauty about Biawak, played by John Cawfelt is that he's just, John is if anybody's listened to Harm Town or uh, anything with Rob Schraub, he is our Rob Schraub. <laughs> he is our Schraub. <laughs> he is our he is our Shrub. Uh, because he's like, uh, I don't. Why are we? Why are we trying to? What are we trying to do? Why are we trying to kill him? He didn't. We don't know if he's a bad guy. And Yarno has a note <laughs> on his on his desk, written by this black spider, and the note says, "There are three strangers coming into town." You need to take. You need to capture them and bring them to me. And we're like, well, clearly, we're the we're the streets. No, he said something funny, like, "Oh wow, hey, we we better keep keep our eye out for we, these. We have to
1: keep an eye out for these three strangers. They're, they're trying to kill these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should warn them. <laughs> we should warn
3: them. And." Uh, we have, we have the wizard staff, uh, I intimidate the wizard into peeing himself because, uh, <laughs> I made a, I made a comment earlier when they were telling me about the wizard that I'm like, well, oh, he's a pervert. I'm like, what do you mean a pervert? <laughs> he's like, well, he's, why is he peeing in front of people all the time? Uh, and so, so, uh, I, I threatened him at one point in time. I'm like, you're a goddamn pervert. <laughs> and then I won that intimidation role. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh yeah anyways uh, long story short uh B-O-A-C tried to wanted to give him the staff back and i was yeah. a- <laughs>
1: instead of instead of like incapacitating him or like ty- subduing him tying him up uh co- john was john was legitimately trying to convince the party to give him his magical staff back and let him go out of the room to go convince the rest of the gang yeah. to work for you guys at, instead. <laughs> at,
3: one like... point, at one point, in time we were like, uh, "If you pr- if you promise to relinquish control of the Red Brands to us, then we'll we'll, we'll let you go." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, of course I'll I'll do that." I'm like, "All right." And then Lucius, who's the voice of reason in the in the party, <laughs> and, sure. is like, "No, he's just gonna run away and." and like no, he wouldn't do that. He's promising. Why would he? Why would he do that? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we we eventually we we eventually I beat the hell out of him, and then <laughs> Lucius finally gets sick of of us uh messing around and beheads him. Yeah. Uh,
1: after he's already passed out and tied to a chair.
3: Yes, yes, Ooh. yes. So now yeah. this this brings us to this week, which is uh, Travis thought we were going to leave this cavern pretty quickly. But there was more rooms to explore, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and so Biowak decides he wants to kick every door in. <laughs> he wants to kick every door open, and <laughs> says, "Yeah, yeah." He kicks a door open uh, into a a room of four red brands, and uh, then we start a fight. And I, th- I I grab the head of Yarno and I throw it into the room. Lands <laughs> in the middle of the room uh I, I managed to to finally throw something well
1: yeah and yeah you you apparently are much better <laughs> at throwing heads than you are at throwing maces
3: yes it, uh quickly dispatch those those red brands by the way i killed one of the red brands by throwing a mace at his head <laughs> just uh, throwing that out there and then uh uh B-O-ak kicks a couple more those doors in and I say hey Belak I want to I want to kick the next door in let me kick let me kick it let me kick a door in he's like all right so I roll a 20 and I kick a door in to three gigantic bug bear or four four
1: <laughs> yeah there's three bug bears three bug if bears, you're not man. familiar with bug bears they are large hairy humanoid type <laughs> creatures uh, and think about a big powerful yeti almost maybe or something like that
3: yeah um and the dm recommends maybe this isn't the best place to be uh via perception i'm assuming
1: but we uh, me and, and the be- fact that you were at like four health <laughs> at one point uh
3: yeah. me me and Biowack, we try to talk our way out of the situation by uh i i was carrying yarno's head again the wizard's head and i knew that they would eventually ask me why i'm holding their the wizard's head in my hand so i was like yeah, oh, these guys broke in and they killed Yarno, and here's his head. Ha ha ha. And I tossed it into the middle of the room. And we try to convince the bugbears that uh, it's not us who, who did that at all. It's uh, some random people who broke in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then and the bugbears are not convinced, so they just decide to kill all of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I was like, okay, Lucius, who's hiding, he didn't come into the room. I tell him to run uh, where, like, there's a cavern and there's, like, a little cre- crevasse. I'm like, okay, let's lead them to the crevasse and then, like, try to push him in, knock him in. So Lucius, who, God bless him, he's tr- <laughs> he's trying his best to be like, these guys are going to get me killed. I'll go with this plan. I have him run to the, the bridge he runs to the bridge and immediately uh falls into a booby trap. The bridge collapses. <laughs> he falls into the crevasse. Yeah. Uh yeah. So, so much adventure. So fun.
1: High adventure. I, I think the one critical point that you're missing from last week's adventure. Okay. Is uh Yarno the wizard um had a pet rat uh <clears throat> unbeknownst to our travelers, uh, this this rat had a had a psychic connection <laughs> with Iarno, and once Iarno was decapitated, uh, that that bond was 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 broken. Um, but but the the emotional attachment lived on, and so they discovered the rat uh, in the next room that they explored, and <laughs> upon showing the wizard's head to the rat. Uh, it attacked you. That's right. Uh, which was exactly what John needed uh, to convince him <laughs> that he needed to win the affections of this rat, what? and then spent the rest of the the rest of the session either carrying the rat around unconscious or chasing the rat if it if it regained consciousness.
3: The rat attacked. Uh, a rat attacked me, and I I I, I won the roll, and I knocked him away, and I knocked him into a corner, which knocked him out. So John. So Biowak picked up the rat and put it in his
1: pouch, giving him a few scritches <laughs> behind the ear uh, before placing him in the back. Uh, so we're in this
3: fight with the, these bugbears. Uh, me and Lucius are trying to go with our crevasse plan, <laughs> and and John, I think, feels like we we or sorry, Biowak feels that we ditched him. Uh, and uh, so all of a sudden, Ratzist is the the rat, the name of the rat, uh, gets out of his patch uh, pouch and, and runs off. And so he's like, Ratzist, no! <laughs> and so then he starts this adventure of trying to chase after this rat, which takes him so far away from where me and Lucius are.
1: <laughs> and yep. Uh, yep. oh, Shrab. Oh, Shrab. Shrab he's Shrabbing us all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun time and, uh, and we've got a pretty, pretty good, uh, band of, band of friends playing along. Uh, the, the interesting thing is I've been recording a bulk of these exchanges, um, and not doing anything with them. Uh, so I I guess this would be a call to action for you listeners um, if you are interested in hearing not just our recaps of these adventures, but uh, the actual adventures themselves, uh, shoot us a line via any uh, social media means, and uh, and if there is actual interest, uh, maybe I'll find a place to post them up and and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, the audio has been spotty at times uh, on this adventure, but uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, the improv aspect has been has been very fulfilling for me and uh
3: yeah
1: i don't know it's we we uh, as as the name implies we are very much noobs at this game we are not uh legalistic about all of the rules and uh there're definitely times when we're like hey i want to do that and me as the dm i'm like uh yeah just roll <laughs> a thing and if you roll high enough, I'll 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 allow it. So, um, we we are all continuing to learn uh, as we play, and uh, and having some fun making some ridiculous stories as well.
3: Yes, Lots lots of fun, lots of ridiculousness, and uh, I'm gonna find out what um the best way best uh, charity in that town is gonna be.
1: No, oh, yeah, okay, uh, that's a good. That is your that is your seven series arc is, uh, um, anyway uh, one one other thing is uh, where we are looking potentially uh, to start um, increasing the number of guests that we have on, on this podcast uh, maybe bringing another voice in into the fray uh, so um, let us know if there are people uh, that you're interested in hearing from and uh, no guarantees whatsoever. Not even, <laughs> not even, I don't even want to imply things, but, um, nope. if there are topics you want to cover or things, um, that, that you think would, would be good for us to, to review on an upcoming episode of apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, I feel like this is the place to do it. If it's not Rick and Morty related, uh, this is, this is where it is. If it's not Rick <laughs> and, and Morty is, related, yeah.
3: it's not twilight zone related. Well, well, you're, you're, you're running out of options. Apathetic enthusiasm. <laughs> what is it, it? What is
1: it? What isn't either Rick and Morty related or Twilight Zone related? If, if you if, um, if you know somebody,
3: yeah. uh, and, and if you yeah, if you know somebody that you think would be interested, let us know. Hit them up. Send them our way. And uh, yeah, we we would love to have more guests on on this show. Uh, if you are not super interested in just what me and Travis are saying, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance, maybe maybe you're new to this podcast, maybe you are, you've transferred over from Interdimensional RSS or submitted for your approval, um, and you haven't gone over to Apple Podcasts and given this show a review, well, we would be very appreciative if you did that. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. Um, if you're going back, way back, years back, to listen to... Uh, how much this show has changed over the last few years? More power to you. Uh, all those episodes are still available online. So, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking this out. And uh, and Brandon, you got any, got anything else?
3: I do. Ha- I do have one last thing. I would. I just. I recently did a guest appearance on Scott Niswander's uh, Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed podcast. Uh, he is Scott is from the NerdSync YouTube. Uh, so head over to Scooby com, where you can find me, my episode, I think on day 20 where we talk about Scooby-Doo to monsters unleashed. He does. He is trying to do 31 days of it with, <laughs> with 31 different collections of guests and Oh boy, I don't
1: all the power to him. He, that uh, is...
3: he and I I, I, I made a promise that it's too easy to be negative and I'm sure he's been negative with other guests so many times in this month already that i was going to be positive positive. and the episode title is being paw
1: b-a-w-zitive <laughs> so head over there check it out if you are interested uh, all right well that is it for this week thank you so much to everyone who is listening um happy halloween and,
0: and,
1: uh, until next time i'm travis i'm brandon Thanks for listening. See you later.